All right, all right. How you guys doing? Um, it feels like you know I'm back for another episode. <laughs> it's it's really the same day. Um, I took a quick shower. I take a lot of showers every day. Um, you know what? I uh, <laughs> I bought some um some shea butter. Yeah, shea butter. gee yeah i bought some shea butter um like because um i got dreads well i don't have dreads but the technology exists now um for dreads and so at first you had a little curl sponge and you know you sponge your hair and you know it's a little curly but now um they got technology that exists, and um, I got this shea butter. You know, it makes your hair healthy. You know, um, you know, you don't look dusty, and um, you know, it locks your hair into these dreads. And um, so I got kind of dreads, natural dreads, right now. A little, little um, chaos going on at the top of my head. But if you listen to the first hour. Uh, I promise you those things will tie. You need to know those things to tie into this hour right here, which is, you know, kind of a big deal. Um, So uh, last hour, I was, um, I told you I was going to tell you how to become God. Um, Before I do that, um, you know, this hour will be, you know, how you become the superior version of yourself, a God, Uh, you know, paid in full, the movie. Rico, he's out, by the way. He's out. Not Rico, but, you know, the guy. He's out. Um, You know, how to be a manager. Um, You know, you know what's, uh, what, the, what the big deal is. Um, you know, the draft is over, but, you know, it's still some rounds going on. It was. And um, Jake Fromm got picked up by the Colts. That's a big deal. He could. To me, it was like Tua and, um, you know, I'm not a fan of um, the guy from LSU. I can't even remember his name right now. But Jake Fromm is a yeah, top three quarterback in the draft probably. Might even be the best one. Threw a lot of touchdowns. Threw a lot of them. Um, and, of course, you know, we were talking about transgender and it's scary right now. It's a scary thing. Um, but, you know, the reason why we were talking about how to jump dimensions and how to become God and then how they tie together is because um, this is one of the things I had to get in my enlightenment. And, uh, excuse me. <laughs> yeah, Trent Williams went to the Redskins. Oh, oh I'm, excuse me, he went to the 49ers. That's a big deal. Yeah, big deal, Trent Williams. It's pretty good, pretty good. But, um, you know, it's basically, um, you know, the uh, jump of dimensions and how you become God, a God, and everyone can be a God, and I'll, I'll accurately explain how you can be God, but you have to understand this principle that I'm going to explain to you first, which is back to the whole story of jump of dimensions is because, you know, people think they have a lot of control in their life. They really don't. You don't control nothing. It's a fail-safe um, initiative. If you believe in God, it's a fail-safe, so you can't blame anyone, but also to the fact of the penal gland. And, um, you know, without getting to it, it's called the God gene, and it, it, differenti- it differentiates sleep cycles. Bob's on top of it. Bob's still here. Who's working today? Who's working? Ain't, ain't no lunch, Bob. We're not doing lunch. Um... Sushi, Bob. Sushi. I ordered some sushi. So I love sushi. Love it. I love it. Look at Bob. Sushi. We'll order some. I'm not paying. I, I, I'll pay for it. I got. I've just got a credit card. So I'm expanding my horizon. But anyway, um, yeah. How to how to become God, which is the superior version of yourself, and um, 
you know, there's some truth in it. Um, you know, Denzel said, whatever you put all your energy into, um, you know, and Kevin Hart said it took him 10,000 hours to become good, uh, you know, great, uh, you know. So, I, and the reason why people can't find this because everything isn't tied to money, right? And, and so what happens is um, everyone has five or about uh, three or four talents, three or four talents. Um, my talents, like I have, I, you got to figure them out. You know, LeBron figured this out quickly. He's nine years old. I'm going to play basketball. He figured out what he was good at and honed it in. You know, if you remember Chris Rock on the movie, it was like, you know, it's like, you take these. I think I love my wife, Carrie Washington. Oh, God. My secret crush. I love her. Remember I was talking about pouting? She looked like she pouts all the time. And that in that movie, she was pouting. Sexy. He's sexy. Yeah, if you watch that, <laughs> you watch that movie and you go to the end, all the stuff he would, I would have did that. I would've, listen, I dumped my wife in the river. So, I mean, not in the river, but I called her on the phone. Hey, did you see her? I said, "Whoa, <laughs> oh my God!" Uh, Carrie Washington. Um, she looks better now. She looks like she's aging well. It's like a glass of wine. I love to have a conversation with her. Um. She looked like a Barbie doll. She looked like a Barbie doll. But uh, Carrie Washington. Uh, anyway, um, so the superior version of yourself, and how do you do this? Well, it's simple because you have to know that you don't control nothing in your life. You have to know that one principle first. And I struggle with this principle because, um, you know, it's weird to think you're not in control. Now, I'm going to give you some enlightenment keys. Um, so, all right, so the first thing you know, this is, and it ties into last episode, but so you're going to become the superior version of yourself. That means you're going to find out. Everybody has um, given some God-given abilities. You know, minds were, um, minds are this um, intellect, which, you know, as I said, you know, um, I was walking around most of my life, you know, dyslexic. I, I had dyslexia, and I'll tell you what touch on mental health because, Mental health is key because, you know, I had mental health problems and stuff. And I remember being in high school and my teacher was like, well, if you're sitting there and you're confused because um, later on I graduated college with honors because, you know, they had spell check and they reversed the words for me, Um, you know, reversed the letters when I put them in wrong. But I was confused and a lot of my life I walked around in the days and um, I was seeing a therapist and, um, my therapist, <laughs> I'll tell you a funny story. My therapist told me that on the side, she do, she does. I don't know if she was coming on to me. I would have slept with my therapist. Yeah, I would have slept with her. It's not under the belt. To do list, bucket list. Check that off. Sleep with your therapist. Check that off. She said she was unlicensed. I don't know if she was making a pass at me. But, <laughs> you know, she was a middle aged um, um, woman. And uh, I got challenged. So, you know, my ex-girlfriend mom, you know, she said something real to me. Like, you know, uh, it's, you know, I'll, I'll share this with you. And so, you know, I had, um, I recently have been in a little bit of trouble. And, uh, you know, I had a case manager. I got probation. But, you know, my ex, you know, she went through some stuff. And I was in the car with her. And, um, you know, we got pulled over. I had a loaded wet, a firearm on me. They wasn't happy about that. I had a loaded weapon. What was I thinking? Anyway, I got probation. And the judge told me I wasn't allowed to have any guns. Uh, they said, no guns. Oh, yeah, I dig it. I got a Draco. <laughs> I got a high point nine. That's the fastest shooting nine. People said it jams. 21 Savage said it jams. But I got a, I got a couple guns in my home. I'll explain that later, the whole idea. Uh, let's get on to the subject. I was telling somebody. I'll explain it later. But anyway, they said, you you got five talents. And so, um, you know, my case manager said, it's not about intelligence. It's about, um, you know, you know, being well, uh, being mental wellness and, and you, know, you know, being well. 
And, you know, I talked to my caseman, I mean, you know, my therapist, I was lying to her. She said I was ADHD, which now it makes sense because, man, I'm, I'm grown, right? ADHD. So I, you know, my my son, he, he makes measured decisions. I can't, and which is why, you know, I drink coffee and coffee, you know, doesn't speed me up. It slows me down so I can focus or, you know, sometimes I listen to music, I can focus and, uh, you know, stuff like that. So um, intellect. These are my God-given abilities. But people don't want to be real with themselves because they don't have LeBron uh, athletic uh, athleticism, you know, to say, you know, you're going to be a millionaire off of this, right? So everybody's not going to be that, right? And so, um, you know, I, my other one is like litigation. Like I could have been probably a lawyer. I like to debate things and stuff like that. I ruined a lot of marriages. I mean, marriages, relationships. And... um you know, music, I used to DJ and stuff, and I don't know if you know, but, you know, uh, you know, I probably could have produced something. I don't know. I don't know how to make songs. I, you know, all the, the, on the weekend, you'll hear the songs that didn't make the cut or or um, tracks, uh, instrumental tracks, whatever. Um, I got a song somewhere. I, I actually had to learn a little bit, a little bit of how to, uh, how to play the piano. Um, I know I play Salt and Pepper a long time. I knew that one. <laughs> That's the first thing I learned. That was years ago. Years ago. Anyway, so, you know, I had some talents, and you got to hone them in, and you pick one. And the reason why, you know, I had brought up Chris Rock, and, you know, as you can see, ADHD, I jumped all over the place. But Chris Rock in the movie, he said, you know, to her, he said, you take these? And um, she was like, yeah, these pictures are good. Now, obviously, she was a, a journalist. And he was like, that's good. You don't want to get too good at any one thing. And he was like being sarcastic. But that's the whole thing. So LeBron is the superior version of himself because he knew he wanted to play basketball. And then, he, you know, he did it. And, you know, his life is the superior version. So he is a God in a sense, that's how all of us are gods. And all you have to do is figure out your talents and then train yourself to be the best. Now, the reason why people can't do it is because one, you don't know what you're good at. And two, you don't thought I'd do it and I'm gonna tell you how to do it. So um, the first thing you gotta know is that you don't um, control anything in your life, you know? So when you're born or whatever, you don't control your name. You don't control your parents. You don't control, you know, who your parents is. You don't control who your sister is or your brother or if you got brothers and sisters or if your dad's alcoholic or if he goes to jail. You don't control where you live at. You don't control what school you go to. You don't control nothing. And people think they control stuff, but really they don't. And you have the illusion of control because, of course, you can change the channel. Meaningless decisions are given to you. That's sure, you know. You picked out, you know, you wanted some fries chicken fries at Burger King or whatever. You picked it out. You, you control it, but not really. So here's the thing. You don't control anything. And the reason why you don't control anything is because you watch your life like a movie. And the way that you become God is because you have to understand that you can't control anything. But what you can control is what you choose to focus on. Steve, right? I know. It's deep. It's a deep thing. And it's a hard, it's one of the hardest things when you try to get to your enlightenment of things to, to a bridge to like cross over because you think you got control, but you don't. And how many times have you said, you know, I'm going to the mall tomorrow and don't make it. Or, you know, like you think, you know, you bought the car you wanted to, but you didn't. You bought the car that was available to you. Or if you went to the store, you had an idea of what you wanted in the store, but they didn't have it. Or they had it and it wasn't in your size, so you chose the next best thing. So the car, you're like, I got a red Lexus. But you didn't, you wanted a, a black um, BMW or whatever. But when you got up there, the black BMW, you couldn't afford it or it, they didn't have it. It was yellow or it was gold and, you know, whatever. And they had this red Lexus and it was cheaper and the guy sold it to you, pitched it to you. You didn't buy the car you wanted. And so I ask people this all the time. You could be anything you want, right? Not really. Not really. Because I have been, you know, I could have been Steph Curry. Nah, not really. Yeah, if your dad played in the league and you got a super uh, model mother who's from a different world, superior genetics, and they blend 
and you shoot basketballs around when you were a kid. And the reason why is because he was exposed to basketball at an early age. He could be LeBron. Not really. He's 6'8 and got superior genetics, athleticism, can handle the ball and move fast, make quick on-the-fly decisions. Can you dunk? So you couldn't have been LeBron. You couldn't have been these people, right? Uh, you know, like, could you have been Tiger Woods? No, not really. There's a whole thing with the president. You couldn't have been president. There's a bloodline they trace by, but whatever. But but this right here is, you, could you have been Tiger Woods? No, probably not. Unless your dad exposed you to golf. You wasn't exposed to golf at an early age. That didn't happen to you. And, and so the thing is, is your life, and that's why I was telling you about jumping dimensions, right? This ties into you. You can't control anything. You only can watch your life unfold, and it's what you choose to focus in on. And it goes like this. Your life is more like a test, right? And this is how Jordan became God of the best basketball player. It's math, numbers, equation, okay? And then it goes like this. Circular loops, right? There's circular loops of things and problems and things that you face every single day. And then it's things you face every single week. And it's things you face every month, things you face every year. Circular loops. So every day, Michael Jordan figured out equation. It is repetition, muscle memory, times pressure. It's, it's a long equation. But point is, it's like taking a test. Now, what happens when you take a test? So Michael Jordan figured out, like, I'll put up 2,500 jump, jumpers. 2,500 jumpers times every day, times maybe two times a day. That's the times, you know what I'm saying, the muscle memory of Michael Jordan. And when you ask him, he said, you know, I remember Carmelo saying, you know what I'm saying, I made the last second shot because I already uh, envisioned it, I already made it already. Right. And the reason why you already made it, because your life already unfolds and you watch it. So that's why they tell you to visualize something, which you're basically looking ahead in the movie that just already laid down for you because you can't change nothing. Only you think you can change something, but it's what you choose to focus in on. It's like a test. So the test goes like this. You know, you're in class. Right. Every day you're given a little bit. That's why they tell you to study a little bit. If you study a little bit every day or you pay attention in class every day, by the time the test comes, you know it, right? So every day is times this, studying this amount of hours. That's an equation. And you get that. And the teacher says, what does the teacher says? He'll be talking to you. And he's like, hey, he starts something on the board. This is a good test question. This is a test question. And he give you the answer. They give it to you. Now, when you take the test, it's not that you know it. It's, it's because the answer is on the paper in front of you and you 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 are able to identify because you already know the information. You know what I'm saying? So like um, when you take the test, it is the you remember what he said, but you already know it. The answer is in front of you, meaning that the test is um you know the information of the particular thing and uh, that's why you know it's complicated because i start telling you about the penile gland the penile gland is right um you know you go back in time you know and if you believe the christian bible you'll you know god said you know um you know cain and abel after the first murder um i came up with a good quote if you want to know the quote is it says this after you know the first murder, like when someone dies, like in war, after the first person died, it should have made war unthinkable. Because at that point, you eliminated skilled reason and intellect and talking and negotiations by the way of killing someone. It should have been unthinkable. Like say we were at war and the first person dies, it should have made war unthinkable. But you know we're not at that stage because we're dumb. But anyway, God came up with a system. After the first murder, uh, murder, and people were killing people, and uh, you know he didn't understand why, so he destroyed the world. And you know Cain and Abel were brother, and they, you know there was a murder, and so he destroyed the world. And then the new world came about, and you have a penile gland in your head, which is an acorn-shaped thing in the back of your brain, which 
controls the sleep cycle. So what it says is, is that when you're asleep, you're really awake. And when you're awake, you're really asleep based on the penile gland. And that's where the E equals MC squared comes in at because E equals MC squared. I was trying to prove to you that the reason why it's like that is because you're watching a movie that's already happened, right? And so what happens is this. It's a fail-safe system to, you know, let you off the hook because you were you didn't make any of these decisions. So you watch your life unfold and you're not responsible for these decisions even though you're punished for um, daily decisions that you make because you, you're not punished when you're dead. You're punished while you're alive. It's the same thing with a mother and a child, right? So a mother and a child goes like this. If your child does something, you punish them for that so that they won't do it again moving forward in life. And hopefully you straighten them out and they go on a different path. You don't punish them at the end. And so the Bible alludes to there you you get judged when you're when you die, but you don't because you're judged every night when you go to sleep unbeknownst to you because you're not aware. So when you're asleep, you're awake. And that's when you have a time to reflect. As I said, your computer starts to focus in on what you've seen that day and what you did that day. That's why it's what you focus in on and what you put information into your head about. That's why they can brainwash you by saying, you know, we're going to touch on transgender and, um, you know, it's a weird time, isn't it? It's a weird time. But anyway, the point of that is, is because when when you sleep, so what happened, like I was explaining to you, and it's hard for me to explain it, and you'll get a full picture of this. Now, the deal is, is that you, you're born, right? Once you're born, the second you're born, a second later you die, but you don't die. You're at the precipice of dying because it's not a real situation after God created a new world and it's flipped the penile gland, which is called the God gene, to the sleep cycles are reversed now, meaning that right now we, we think we're awake, but we're sleeping, and that's where E equals E equals MC squared, meaning that you know it's more likely that we're in a virtual sim. So that when you mess up and do things like that, you know, at the end, you didn't do none of these decisions. You watch them and it's what you choose to focus in on. So when you're asleep, if you focus in like Michael Jordan shot 2,500 jumpers that day at nighttime, the next when he's asleep and, you know, like, you know, if you sold drugs or if you did something bad or if you did something good or whatever, it comes up at nighttime. Your brain processes it is which is when you're really alive. And those are the nuggets of truth that you can't control. The day you only can control the information and that you know that you put in, like taking a test. So your life becomes taking a test. So you couldn't have been Tiger Woods because your dad didn't expose you to golf. You wasn't on the golf, you know, you wasn't running around like Steph Curry at every um, arena shooting jumpers and all type of basketball. And your dad gave you hints because your dad wasn't Dale Curry. So you couldn't have been Steph Curry, but you can be the superior version of yourself by the way of the what you choose to focus in on. So after you die or you're at the precipice of dying, you go back and watch your movie. The point of watching your movie every day is to learn from the mistakes of that day and it carried on to the next day. So that's why you're judged at nighttime. And then the next day, hopefully, because you don't, you know what I'm saying? It'd be dumb. You know, 23, he robbed the liquor store. He got out of jail, you changed, and now you're a minister and you do good and all that. And you got kids and everything and you're part of a church and blah, blah, blah. And at 63, you die and then you go in front of God and God's go, well, wait a minute. 23, you robbed the liquor store. He's not going to punish you for that because you changed. And changing is the part. Oh, I got information. Salem Regional Hospital launches virtual visitor. Huh. I guess people are going to be in a hospital and they got, uh, you can see people by, by, it's sad. Sad, man. I guess you can see them. But anyway, you changed, and the reason why you changed is because, you know, you learned, and now you're a better person by way of changing. So now that you changed, you learned. There's no reason to punish you uh, for that because, you know, it's dumb. So anyway, 
um, that's how life works. You can't control nothing. You understand that? You you don't control anything. You think that you have illusion of control. You know what I'm saying? You you think you chose the the your your, your college you went to, but you didn't. It, it was based on uh, circumstances that was unbeknownst to you. So I'll prove it to you. What happens is you go to a cookout. And let's say the cookout is in um, New, not New York. Yeah, they're underwater right now, literally. But, you know, they had a lot of trouble. But let's say cookout is in Tennessee. And you go to the cookout and you bring your son. And when you bring your son, you meet your cousin. And your cousin brings their daughter and their family. And they get a chance to meet. And it's at a cookout. And this cookout brings you together and family members together. Everybody's there at that cookout. There's no way you could have set that up. And like your kids, you couldn't have said, you don't control who you fall in love with. You don't control who likes you, who doesn't like you. You don't control, you think you control what job. They. You can put it, 20 applications in. It can't be, go, go try out for the Cavs if you think you can play. And if you think you can do anything in life, you can't do anything in life. Some people short, they don't have athleticism. Some people smart, all these different things go into a factor. This is how to become God, to be the superior version of yourself is to hone in skills that you have. Now, all of them don't pay like LeBron. That's why people, you know, think like you ever seen somebody say, well, I'm going to be a rapper. You no, know, you can't be Lil Wayne. He was rapping since he was nine. He puts the time in. By the way, Lil Wayne is still one of the best rappers. Is he the best rapper? I heard him. He got a song out. You spin bars. I'm a fan of Lil Wayne. I wasn't always a fan. I'm a fan of the later Wayne. I know people don't like the later Wayne, but I like the later Wayne. He's been, you know, I seen him on YouTube. He's good. He's good. The best rapper right now in the generation is obviously J. Cole. I'm a Kendrick Lamar fan. Pause. I love Kendrick. Pause again. But, you know, Kendrick's good. But, I, you know, J. Cole, I, I feel like they was neck and neck, kind of. Kendrick had the edge. And then J. Cole just released, you know, he been on a blitz. Started with that 21 Savage remix or that song he did with him. Oh, he did a song with Money Bay. He's, he's spitting. So then if I had to rank him, I'd say J. Cole and, and then Kendrick and then Drake. And um, it's probably going to shock people. I know Nipsey's dead, but um, probably Davies. Davies, that dude, man. Davies is good. Davies, Davies is, 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 is pretty good. Um, you know what I'm saying? But anyway, we'll, we'll get off that. And um, we're coming up on a half hour, and this is going to be uh, a different format. But how to become God is to hone in on your 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 God given a talent, uh, God given talent by focusing. And when you focus in on them. You'll, it's like it becomes a test. And these circular loops, every day you shoot jumpers, every day you shoot jumpers, and then you're faced with a new test, like a week, uh, the next week, and that's why I said, Jordan, it's a game. And then that game is a new circular loop, and then the half a season or all-star becomes another circular loop. And you got circular loops to, to jump through, but you train yourself and you, what you focus in on because life is a test. It's the way that your brain sees it. You can't control nothing, but you can choose what you focus in on. And a lot of it has to do with what you was exposed to because you wasn't exposed to golf at a young age. So your talent is something different and it may not pay a million dollars, but you find it, you hone it in, and then you could become the superior version of yourself. And the superior version of myself is uh, intellect. All right. That's a half hour. Look at Bob. Sushi Bob.
All right. Um, so we're back. Um, uh, we got a half hour to go. Uh, I promised Bob some sushi. So, uh, and right now, um, uh, when you order something, you know they opt, You can opt for a, you know, a contactless delivery, meaning like the guy will come and leave it, and um, <clears throat> you know, you, you know, they still got touched the bag. So impersonal, but um, I don't know what's going on around here. It's a bunch of people working. There's a lot of stuff. Anyway, um, how to become God? I I figured out that I needed more time to explain that concept to you. So you know we're gonna take a break from that. But you know I promise you know every day I'll try to give you a little bit more. Um, you know, so uh, how to be uh, a, a professional? You know, and, and uh, I don't know how this these formats work and or whatever but you know hopefully um you know it's the weekend but you know um as i said the first episode on um the next day or whatever we're gonna start referencing days and the time involved because uh, obviously right now they want want a season and uh, you know so this is like you know i guess you know the pilot but you know the a season probably would be official to start um the season will probably start, you know, next day or whatever. Anyway, you know, how, how do you become, um, how to be a professional, how to be a manager, um, is, is key. And, um, so the first thing you need to know is, um, managers, they don't call off. They don't call off. They don't, they don't call off. And so 80% of trying to be a manager and it's t- tied to your money. Cause I was you know, having a conversation with this young lady. Um, at first I thought she liked me, but then, um, yeah, she used to sit with me at lunchtime, but then, uh, you know, I, I'm, I, she's not my type. She's okay. She wasn't my type. You know, I like, a, um, <laughs> like <laughs> I will not say, no, I won't. No, I won't. I won't say. But um, anyway, how to be a manager. 80% of your job is showing up for work. 80%. And I told her that. I thought she liked me, but uh, I guess her guy friend. And, um, you know, once I seen her guy friend, I was like, oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. And she stopped sitting with me, but um, I guess he quit. Um, you know, she was still like, you know, a friend of mine. And ironically, um, you know, how to be a manager. So I, I don't know if you know, but, you know, I I couldn't get a job in my field, which is business. And, you know, I got a degree, a business degree in, uh, um, you know, business management and entrepreneurship, which I figured out I had none of the qualities to be an entrepreneur. And then, but it was too late because I was at a leadership class and they were like, oh, you know, let's do this test to figure out, you know, your qualifications. And I was like, dang, I should have went in medicine and had a job right away. But I interned. Um, I was going to intern. I was going to leave my girlfriend too. I was an intern for, um, I don't want to say, but anyway, they, they, they make ATMs and it involved a lot of money. And so FBI didn't, FBI didn't want to clear me, but, um, I thought I was going on my way. I thought he was going to give me a company car over 70 a year. I was going to disappear. I, they would give me that job. I'm coming back home. I leave everything. Then here's the thing, you know, and they said, people say that's, you know, that's harsh. But, you know, $70,000, and once you accurately figure out how to make a little bit of money, you have to figure out. I had to leave my girlfriend because, you know, you know she had no standards. She should have never been with me. Her standards are too low. Porsche. $70,000, you get a Porsche or something like that. And Porsche, a new woman will appear who never saw you in the stage that you were in. Because, you know, here's the thing. Women like comfort. And when, um, you know, it's a quick story. So all women have five dudes on the side, right? Five. And, you know, they all have five dudes. All of them. And, um, you know... You're insecure about it. You found out about one guy. It's worse than that, right? They got five. They got one guy for for money. They got one di- one guy for uh, sex. They got one guy for um for weed. They got one guy with a car, and then they got one guy in the friend zone that been chasing them around since they was you know 
13 that they're friends with. And whenever you mess up, and she has a right to do it because you're losing. If you you don't have $70,000 or less, you're losing You're really bad. You know, I, I heard somewhere, you know, um, it's bad to be uh, poor, but what's worse than being poor is stupid. And if you're stupid and poor, man. So she got every right. So because you don't have the right to play games with her life. So now... She got five dudes on standby. I'm not saying she's sleeping with all of them, but you do something, it's a good chance she's going to call the dude for sex or, you know, uh, lash out on you and call somebody, whatever. They got five people because this is the thing. When you get over the hump or let's say you get a hundred grand, you got to leave the woman you with and everybody does it. Kevin Hart left his wife and Jay-Z left, um, what's their name? What's her name? I forget her. She, ooh. She was sexy. She's not Beyonce. No, she's not Beyonce. Beyonce, my God. She is um, just a just a joy. <laughs> just a joy. I love watching her, looking at her. Um, I was in Atlanta. I had the uh, uh, pleasure and privilege to. I seen Destiny Child like a long time ago. And, you know, Jermaine Dupree had a little thing down at the underground in Atlanta. I was down there. And, um, and she got on stage. You remember Beyonce got a hip? You know, she got some of her backside taken out, uh, took it off. She was thick. She had on some heels. She might have been about 16. You know what I'm saying? Thick red bone. You know what I'm saying? Big country, Alabama. Ugh. She's still there doing her thing. She, she stood out. They had a couple other red bone. They got rid of them too. That one red bone. <laughs> oh my God. And another red bone on there. But we're getting off topic. But anyway, um, so so yeah, man. Um, you know, 80% of this um thing to be a manager and to be a professional is showing up to work. And I learned that because I uh, I worked at Freshmart and uh, I learned that from a Guatemalan. And um uh, He's cool. He was a cool dude. He showed me, like, you know, um, my life was kind of in disarray. Well, not really, but, you know, I thought I knew some things. And, you know, I was working with him. And uh, he pulled his phone out, and he showed me these pictures. That's him and his um his daughter there in the pool. And she's shooting bad. He had a basketball attached to his pool with a nice house and stuff. He was making money. Making money. And he looked at me like I was crazy because he's like, where's your wife at? Because, see, they bring their wife up here, and what they do is they come up in, um, to this country, and over there, they're poor. Like, the average salary over there is 3 to $5 a day if you can find work in a country poor. And he shared with me a story about how back in the day, you know, they buy a bottle of tequila for a dollar, put um, some cigarette ashes in there, and um, crush up a match and put it in there. And really... And uh, he's, he's a you know, guy came up, and there's one guy, he couldn't even hardly speak English, you know what I'm saying? And um, his name was Gringo. And uh, I'd be like, Vato, Vato Loco. And I started learning Spanish. And I'd be like, Mira, Mira. You know, uh, you know I, I figured out how to say, um, um, uh, Borita. Me gusta Borita. That means I like it. You're beautiful. But in Guatemala, bodita, bodita means, you know, but if you say bodiqua, that's Spanish and they take it as an insult. I didn't know that. Um, I was actually talking to an Indian woman too. And I worked over there and uh, I assumed she was Spanish. Also was a um, Filipino lady. She's always angry. She's like, <laughs> she was always angry. But I, I climbed up real quick because 80% is showing up. And when you show up, you know, that's half the battle. 20%, you got to care. So 80%, you know, and you go to work. I wanted to figure out what this guy was doing. Now, he had been there 20 years. I wanted to figure out, you know, he was doing 10,000, 8,000 pounds of bacon every night. You know, they do Arby's, Wendy's bacon. Uh, Arby's, they they do like a uh, smoke, smoke and um, X, X smoke and applewood on their bacon it's delicious but i found out something that um it's not real bacon because we had organic bacon and um our, our organic bacon is salty so we we would have moved somewhere it's part of the population control and things like that that's why they want to kill people but 80 percent is showing up and the other 20 percent is you got to care so what i did is i wanted to see if i can do more 
than what he was doing. And then that money trickled into the front office and then I was protected. And that's how I started moving up. And uh, I learned how to run. I was, you know, had a walkie talkie. I was, um, you know, way in the car. I walk around with pens. I could never keep a good pen on me. I had a pen in my pocket. So that's how you become a professional. I learned it from Guatemala. It's hard work. And you go there, you work hard, and you help people. And that makes the day become bigger than you if you help a woman. And now instead of being there and being depressed, you say, man, you know, you tell a joke and make people, you help people get through the day. Hey, how you doing, buddy? And you tell them a joke, man, you know what I'm saying? And make them feel better. And Guatemalans, when they work, they don't be angry. And I know why, because, um, you know, this guy was working there. You know, he was making, you know, 1300 a week. And his wife was working there too. She was making 13. That's 2600. That's 2600. Two weeks is five bands. A month, they're bringing in 10 bands. What is going on? This is at Fresh Mart. It's right around the corner from where I stay at in Salem. I don't work there anymore. Uh, I got, you know, they shut down for COVID 19. Either that, I lied on my application. I was, I was uh, technically under suspension, but they shut down. Uh, I might have lied on my application. Might have lied. Might have lied. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, got caught with that firearm. Had a firearm. Load it. Tried to take the clip out. Had a load of firearm. I don't know what's going on. Anyway, um, that's that, that's how you become a professional, and you got to care about what you're doing. And if you care, you know those two things tied together. You can't. And my thing was this: I emulated my supervisor, and you know, on Sundays, and because we work like every single day, seven days a week. Sometimes we work seven days, and then we work another seven days, and we have a meeting on Friday. We're like, we're working this weekend, so we don't work 14 days, and then we come up on the sixth day. I mean, you know, that weekend before, you know, the sixth day come up, and um. You know, they hired this guy and Jeff, and I told him about it. He came in. It's just so cliche. He said, you know what? You're not just making bacon here. You're feeding the world. I told him later. I said, how do you know that was some that was some BS feeding the world? I said, them chicks up front, damn. They ain't feeding the world. Yeah. In my imaginary life, I got a, a young daughter named Taquasia. I'll reference, reference her a little bit. You know, Taquasia. It's my imaginary baby mom. And my my imaginary baby mom, um, you know. I, I was doing Excel test. This is funny. All right, this is one of my crash jokes. All right, I give you one. So uh, I was doing Excel test. And on the Excel test, you know, they asked me a lot of different questions that I didn't understand. And uh, I understood, but, um, you know, you can't claim welfare um, for earned income credit. Can't claim it. You can't do it. Well, you know, Taquasia, you know, she can't read. I mean, her mama, she can't read. She can't read. She can't tell time neither. She don't know. I come in the house all the time, five in the morning. She don't know. <laughs> she she doesn't know. She doesn't know. She don't know what time it is. She can't read. But, um, you know, that's my baby mama. And, you know, Taquasia. I actually used it one day because, um, you know, I didn't know... Um, my student loans was not in deferment, right? And, uh, you know, I had called them up and I gave them this whole story. And so they started asking me because they was going to make me do payments. They were like, well, you know, what's going on? I said, you know what? They said, how much your rent? I started telling them and stuff. And he's like, well, who lives with you? I love my baby mama. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yo, how many kids live there? We got eight. You know what I'm saying? We got eight kids. You know? Well, she got sick. Well, listen, two of them. Two of them. My daughter, she may or might not be mine. Taquay, that's me. That's me. That's my little baby. She looked just like me. But we got another one. She might not be mine. We got six, though. <laughs> that's uh, my student loan uh, story. But um, you got to go to work. So I I couldn't be late, and I couldn't miss. And, you know, for a while there, my sister, I was over at my sister's house for a minute because I had transferred from Maslin. Uh, and... And, you know, I was in transition to get this job. So I was over my sister. I was in Youngstown a little bit to, you know, whatever. And my sister, she go to work. She got to be there in 10 minutes. 
I was with her nephew, and I, you know, on Christmas time, I took her uh, a card, a little mug with some candy in it, you know, put some money in the card, and, you know, I gave it to her. And I said, like, oh, my bitch, she started crying. And, you know, I told my nephew, like, you should wash your mom's car. But, you know, long story short, he took me to her job, and I'm just like, there's no way she get out here in 10 minutes. She leave 10 minutes. Why do all women do that? And so she tried to do it. So I told her I had to be to work early because she wasn't going to get me to work on time. And the more that uh, I went in my job, the more I had to be there early. And, um, you know, plus it was more money. So I just made myself a manager by, you know, I clocked in. Um, first of all, I had to start, you know, running a press, which means I had to come there and set up at 2.30. And everybody starts at 3, but I had to be there at 2.30. And then pretty soon I had to be there at 2.15. And then pretty soon I had to be there at 1.50. And so I started telling him I got to be there yeah, early because she, you know, she would have made me late. But you can't be late and you can't never miss. And so my supervisor, no matter what, me and my supervisor was there. Snowstorm, no matter what, I was there. And that's part of being a manager. You can't be late and you can't miss. That's how you become a professional. You know, um, as part of the leadership principles, if you don't know who Kelly Purdue is, look it up. Uh, the first one is integrity, but the second one is duty. Do what you're supposed to do when you're supposed to do it, meaning that that's the professionalism. You know, Kobe Bryant was on the court. People want to see LeBron play. I know you got a regular job, but to be a manager or be considered for a manager, you can't miss. You can't call off. You can't miss days no matter what. And even when I got sick a couple of times, I never get sick. And that's why I feel like, you know, uh, my daughter said, I already had the coronavirus. I got sick. We, everybody I know got sick January. I was sick January. My sister kept re-aggravating it, but um, I got sick January. But that's how you be a manager. Um, I'm going to tell you about top 50 art. I'm going to give you one piece. So, you know, I hopefully this gets you on, you know, on your way to, uh, you know, whatever. Um, so, Oh, God. I forgot what piece um, that we were doing. Um, that's what I get for not writing it down. But um, so we're doing a piece by Sandro uh, Botticelli. Birth of Venus. Birth of Venus. Um, and I actually looked it up earlier to make sure I was right about this. It's the birth of Venus. It's a fantastic uh fantastic pieces it's on canvas um you know and i i'm a big fan of art i'm a big fan and uh this is a big piece uh, i'm gonna do a lot of different art uh it's called the birth birth of venus um uh, by uh sandro uh, botticelli and um i'm gonna tell you what i thought right <laughs> i could be wrong because you know they didn't say it but if you look at the painting you know one it's it's a, obviously a woman like in a seashell and she's naked in a curvy position, and um, you know it's the first time you know women was depicted naked after you know um, you know a lot of religious stuff, uh, Adam and Eve. But the one side says um, time, wind, which is two people entwined, and then there's water. And she's coming out of the water. She's depicted as the goddess of love. And, um, you know, it's pagan ideas. And the other side is a woman with like a robe and she's, you know, depicted as time. Uh, it's fascinating, fascinating. Um, it's in Italy, uh, you know, it's, it's one of those things. And, uh, they made it in the 1940s, um, you know, some soft colors and stuff like that. And I'm not going to reference what they said, uh, I believe it's the Renaissance. Somebody look it up if I'm wrong. Renaissance period. But um, you know that is that. Um, right now we got ten minutes left, and um, you know I'm gonna tell you about um, you know tra transgender. Now this is important. I'm gonna leave you with a little nugget of truth. So, what happened? Now there's a reason. Like I, I get it. You know men don't look attractive naked, right? You know, they're more utility. And, you know, that's crass, whatever, Bob, I see you. And what I'm saying is, is that women, you know, they, they look, you know, attractive. You know, they're attractive. You know, they're soft and the eyes, beautiful. And so 
The reason why in society it's accepted for women to be gay and it's shunned for men to be gay because women close the door and they set it up that way because we're heading into an era right now. The reason why Obama passed the same sex law and the reason why, you know, a lot of these new rappers and stuff, and you know, may have an address or may have on something suggestive or anything like that is, um, you know, and, you know, a lot of rappers, you know, um, I had an idea that I was going to come up with a, a unisex site where, you know, people can wear the same clothes to kind of freeze, you know, where the, 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 um, gayness is in the word, but where it was going trending. And, um, you know, Bruce Jenner came out and it's part of the Illuminati. It's part of the case to tell you that, you know, uh, this is a precursor to that. We're going to try to kill people. And what it says is just this simple. Um, you know, rich people believe, you know, resources are finite, meaning that they're going to end and they'd rather turn you gay or turn you into a female before they share anything with you. And this is what transgender is all about. And the reason why women lock the door and it's accepted on women because they have kids and you can't make a baby because she's not there. She's, you know, tying is with Tina, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, they can't make babies. And because there's a disattachment with, you know, men, what happens is, you know, if you if you look on reality TV, you'll find out that, you know, watch Love and Hip Hop. Every man and woman relationship is troubled and arguing and the guy's cheating and this and that. And it's it's just chaos. But every male on male or female relationship, same sex is in harmony. And, um, you know, so they're trying to brainwash you into thinking that. And so, you know, women are emotions. And one of the reasons they tie and it's, you know, the black community is front stair heading this thing because black people are curvy or, you know, more attractive than, um, you know, just the blindness of another race. Now, I'm not saying anything about that because I know I'm going to get backlash for saying that. But I just mean that. You know, back in the day, Puffy had said uh, some, some truth to this and said that white women was the epitome of beauty and that black, um, you know, men was the epitome of what people sought after, right? And, um, you know, that's, you know, whatever. But point is, is that now, you know, usually is, you know, so they put black women, you know, love and hip hop on the forefront. And a lot of these reality shows, they got white women too, but you know, it's like chaotic, you know, chaos kind of. And though, so the woman, they cater to her emotions with social media to where she's out of control, chaotic, where only another woman can understand and tune her harmony and emotions. So she's in the arms of a woman and it's accepted because it's beautiful. Uh, you know, it's better. You see two women kissing, you know, uh, you know, it, you know, it is alluring because they're sexy and curvy and sometimes they're not, you know, a lot of these, uh, women, you know, that's the, the, you know, the male, you know, I don't understand, you know, she, you know, I'll be salty. She got better dreads. She's neat. She be fresh. I see one woman, you know, she had on some Jordans. I said, you know, cause they got small feet. They didn't get the kid on. They, they got like, you know, you know, the Bugs Bunnies on, but they different. Different colors, sweet. Like, dang, she dressed better than me. She got a Gucci belt on, neat dress. I seen one with some waves. Waves are spinning too. And I ain't mad at them. You know, gay people are nice. I ain't mad at them. But, you know, transgender, so women lock the door. And it's more accepting for women to be gay. And they lock the door on this situation. And when they lock the door and they lock people out, um, you know, I said I was going to touch on, um, Paid in full, Rico. Uh, maybe I'll save that for another story. But transgender is about women locking the door so they can't have babies. And so your woman's gone. And now they don't want to make it okay for men and men to sleep together. But, you know, they're subliminal brainwashing you because what they have for you is a new trending topic that LGBT um, community and, um, you know, I got a lot of respect for him. I got a lot of respect for people. Uh, one time, you know, I had a little dude come up to me uh, and say, you know, he didn't know whether he was gay or not. And uh, I told him, you know, and, you know he's, he's straight, but, you know, you know, it, it, you know, if you're scared, um, you know, 
It's, it's, it's humbling to be a fear and afraid. It's messed up to judge somebody because they got these feelings and they don't know why they got these feelings. And then you judge them because they're afraid to tell people the truth. And when they're afraid to tell people because they feel like they're going to shun, but they're more real than you because they actually tell people. So that's why I said, you know, Young Thug's not gay. And, you know, he said it a, a, a number of times, marketing employee, marketing genius. But they people thought that way. And so what happened was women would be like, I'm not listening to him because he's gay. But she, she said Young Thug. By the way, Young Thug, um, he's tied to uh, London on track. That guy's hard. We got London on the track. London on the track. He's good. He does other songs for people, but remember, he was exclusively. So, but, you know, we'll talk about that later uh, in some in some detail. But they're doing this transgender thing because what they're going to have for, you know, they're going to kill a lot of people. A lot of people is going to die. And I, I don't pretend to be the forecaster of this because, um, you know, I just I just said, you know, I hope not. We're going to get over this with love. But, uh, you know, people are dying. And what happened was, in China, um, you know, they for ten days, I think they haven't reported a death. So, you know, we might be all right. But as the world turns and as it goes forward, you're gonna find out that, you know, the reason why they're they're flooding them with the gay agenda and they're flooding people with um same sex and stuff because they don't want people to make babies. And it ties into what I was telling you about earlier about how you're too dumb in the Illuminati convention, not smart in technology eliminating labor. And so with that being said, you know, transgender is the way that they're going to go about saying, you know, men still have to, you know, be out here and the women lock the door. So when it's accepting for women, they shut the door off because if it came down and people had to die, women would be first, not first. But when it comes down to the end of people, women will be first. They'll keep one or two. But you know, they're going to, women, you know, they better her than me. They're going off, they're going off first. That's why they lock the door and they trick women into locking the door because it's accepting. It's not accepting for men. It's accepting for women because they lock the door because women will be the first to, you know, go that way. And, and that means that, you know, the transgender is the whole thing is why they illuminated Bruce Jenner, who used to be this and that. And, um, you know, they illuminated him on the ESPYs, you know, as, you know, a transgender and transgender, um, you know, you know, how you feel about them? That's part of the world that's to come. And it has a lot to do with, you know, women locking the door. That's why it's accepting for women to do it. But um, we're down to the last uh, minute or two. This weekend show was all over the place, and I apologize for that. Uh, you know, hopefully, you, you know, you tuned in. You get something out of it. Tomorrow we'll have a new format. Uh, we're starting the first real season. Um, we picked up. I know. That's big. That's big. Big. We actually got a season coming. A real season. So uh, hopefully I have some artwork for you. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not doing it today. Maybe tomorrow. Cash a bad check or something. Write a bad check for this artwork. Guys, they're gonna charge you know, it's a lot of money. So it's over two. Is it thirty five hundred? I don't know. Not just for the picture up there. That's insane. But um I wanna tell my my grandson, bud, you know what I'm saying? Uh we counting on you, bud. Every uh, the whole family is on your shoulders, buddy. I'm telling you right now. So if you if you decide that, you know, not be nothing in life, man, remember that I told you that I and everyone in the family, everyone, my sister. My son, mom, everybody's counting on you, buddy. So, yeah, he, you know, he's the new head of the family. So if I make a lot of money, I'm going to give it to him, and he's the new president. Thank you guys for listening. I rambled off. Thank you. Thank you so much. I love you.